International Monetary Fund out with its new World Economic Outlook. Joining me now to weigh in is the IMF's chief economist, Pierre-Olivier Gorinches. Sir, welcome back to the program. It's great to see you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So you are now forecasting a global growth of 2.9%, which would mark a slowdown from 3.4% last year, though that's two-tenths of a percentage point higher than what was previously forecast back in October. What's changed about the outlook that's giving you just a bit more optimism now? Yes, the, you're putting it the right way, just a little bit more optimism. We have a slight upgrade to both 2022, 3.4%, and then 2023 at 2.9%. And so what we're seeing is sort of low growth, still relatively low compared to historical average, 29 but a little bit higher than expected. And perhaps more importantly, we're also seeing it bottoming out. So after 2023, bearing you know any unforeseen shocks and of course the last three years are not exactly have uh, not exactly been uh, very very calm but we're expecting things to bottom out so what's behind this well in a nutshell we've uh, seen a lot of resilience in uh, uh, in a number of economies throughout 2022 despite the really severe shocks the infl the cost of living crisis the energy crisis uh, that uh, as has happened as a consequence of the pandemic and then the, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And so whether you're looking at European economies, you're looking at the US, uh, you're looking at other parts of the world, you see labor markets that have been quite resilient. You see household consumption that's been stronger than expected business investment. And so you put all of this together and you have a, a slightly more resilient global economy. So then given what you just said, is the risk of a global recession less than perhaps what folks previously thought, perhaps what you may have thought, even in the face of still high inflation and rising interest rates? Yeah, so here I want to emphasize, you know, it's still not very strong growth. I mean, 2.9%, you know, if we look at the average from 2000 to 2019, global economy used to grow at about 3.6, 3.8. So we are far from that. So it's still relatively soft. But 2.9 is well above, you know, uh, the usual markers that people have in the back of their mind when they think about global recession, with something between 1% or 2%, you know, something where income per capita would be stagnant or even declining. So we are not seeing a global recession in our baseline forecast. I want to flag that there are a number of risks, a number of things that could go wrong in, the, in, the, in this year or uh, the next year. And so, you know, this is just a baseline projection and there's still a risk. Speaking of those risks, looking and reading through your report, uh, you note the downside possibility of, of course, lower growth, but also higher inflation. So I wonder what the prospect of stagflation could be. Well, so on this, uh, the news is somewhat uh, also uh, uh, improved compared to our previous round of forecast. What we are seeing on the inflation front right now is headline inflation. So if you look at, you know, overall uh, cost of living indices have peaked in uh, the last part of last year and are now coming down broader measures of inflation that you know are more exclude energy and food prices what we call core inflation these have not yet peaked and come down in many parts of the world in the us they've started already very recently but in other parts of the world they are not but overall this suggests that we may be on the right trajectory in this fight against inflation so there could be bad news on the inflation front that could be uh, an increase in input costs coming from energy prices or maybe a very rapid increase in, in, in input costs, labor costs that would again push up inflation. 
But what we're seeing right now is relatively encouraging on the inflation on the inflation dynamics looking forward. So again, 2023, growth could be bottoming out, inflation could be coming down. This could be a turning point. Pierre, on central banks, uh, the Federal Reserve is expected to raise its benchmark interest rate to a range of just over 5% to five and a quarter. Now, if financial conditions loosen, uh, we could see that Fed funds rate move a bit higher. My question is, what level do you think would be appropriate for the Fed funds rate? And should the Fed hold at that higher level through the end of the year? Or what is the prospect that it could begin cutting towards the end of the year as the markets are pricing in. Well, you're right to point out that the markets are somewhat optimistic about the path for inflation. They're reading the latest news and they're thinking that somehow maybe maybe we're getting there faster than expected and maybe that would open the, the way for the Federal Reserve and other central banks to start cutting interest rates relatively soon uh, in 2023. We have a more guarded assessment. We think that uh, we, the battle is not won yet. We've had a few good prints, but it's too early to really declare victory. And central banks are announcing that they want to get into this uh, tightening territory and hold it there until new data comes in, until they figure out how quickly inflation is coming down, which way they need to go from there, whether you know to keep hiking because inflation proves more persistent, or instead to start sort of adjusting down if the news are indeed good, seems right to us. So right now, we are seeing a path where, uh, you know, Fed fund rates are going to be rising above 5% in the course of the year. That seems, uh, that seems appropriate in our view. And so then building on that, we look at the outlook that you have for the U.S. economy, and you're actually more sanguine than the Fed is. You're penciling in 1.4% GDP growth for this year versus the Fed at half a percent. Do you think that the U.S. can avoid a recession here and get that so-called soft landing? Or depending on how long the Fed holds at a more elevated level on interest rates, or perhaps the job market turns, we're now seeing mass layoffs outside of the tech sector, could that spell a potential? Potential for negative growth. Well, there is a lot of worry about the labor market turning around and all of a sudden having mass layoff. And, and clearly, you know, that this is something that could happen. But let me remind uh, everyone of where we are right now. We are having a labor market that is uh, as tight as it's ever been. You know, two upward, you know, around two uh, vacancies per unemployed worker in the U.S. Historically low unemployment rates. Uh, so this is a situation of very robust, very strong labor market. Central banks, the Federal Reserve, by tightening policy rates, is going to cool off uh, the uh, U.S. economy in the course of the year and into 2024. And we are expecting the unemployment rate to rise. Uh, actually, our forecast is for the unemployment rate to be around slightly above 5% in 2024. So there will be an increase in unemployment. That does not necessarily mean a recession going from 3.7 to 5.2 or around that those numbers is not necessarily associated with a recession. So we, we still believe there is a narrow path to avoid a recession in 23 and 2024 uh, for the U.S. economy, but it is a narrow path and there could well be a recession if more tightening is needed or if there are some more adverse shocks. Mm -hmm. On the adverse shocks, in your report, you note that liquidity in the U.S. Treasury market has deteriorated to levels not seen since March 2020, that was the lows of the pandemic, with the Fed raising rates, albeit expected at a slower pace and continuing to unwind its balance sheet, as House Republicans use the debt ceiling as a negotiation tool for spending cuts, could that risk 
some sort of liquidity event in the U.S. Treasury market. Well, look, there is no doubt that if we had actually, uh, if, if somehow uh, uh, there was no agreement on raising the debt ceiling, that would be uh, a very significant event and that would lead potentially to uh, very sharp repricing in a number of markets. And, and it, would be a, it would be a huge blow, I think, to both to the U.S. economy and the global economy. And the U.S. Uh, uh, Treasury market is, is one of the pillars of the international financial system, and certainly something that would threaten its stability uh, would, be, would, be, would be very bad. We, we certainly strongly encourage all the parties to reach, to reach an agreement on this and, and sort of uh, avoid uh, such, a, such a negative outcome. Pierre, I want to thank you so much for your insights. So appreciate it. Hope to speak with you again soon. Thank you very much.